Xenology Coach Podcast. Hi, Sarah. Hi. Hi. (laughs) I want to thank everybody for being patient, Sarah, (laughs) before we started recording. She's like, so why don't you blame me? (laughs) And here's the thing. The reason why we didn't record that, but yeah. Right. She didn't say it like that. She was like, hey, I'm so... So the reason why we didn't record last night <laughs> is a I've been up to my elbows in dogs for about ten days straight, and I'm mm-hmm. very, very, very frazzled. And b because I was in a funk, mm-hmm. and I was just feeling like, why do I bother anymore? Mm-hmm. Nobody cares. Nobody, you know, nobody appreciates me. Blah 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 blah. And that all came from. Excuse me, I'm eating a Werther's. Mm-hmm. And that all came from <laughs> this. Uh, it all came from this creator, the fit physicist. Oh, that um, guy. Yeah, like, well, honestly, okay. like it, it's look, it's Christmas time. It's it's yeah. the, my first holiday season without my sister. This has been really, it's been getting to me, and I'm yeah. trying not to let it get to me, but it is, and it's coming out in a lot of different ways. And yeah, so I'm a lot more raw. I'm a lot more vulnerable. And so when this guy, this guy, he originally posted a video and, and it was talking about how, you know, when he gets a lot of matches on Bumble, Hmm. nobody ever responds back. Okay. Hold on. So he starts us off with the way I think, the thing I hate the most, which is, okay, ladies. (laughs) Some about dating apps or maybe just dating in general. Um, so I'm on the dating apps again, and this one specific thing keeps happening to me over and over again. So let me explain how, like, one of the dating apps, for instance, works Bumble, in case you don't know. So just like all the dating apps, basically you swipe on somebody, and it sends the swipe to them. They see it. If they swipe back, you match, right? So once that happens normally on a, on a regular app, um, then you can just start messaging each other. On Bumble specifically, it gives the woman the ability to message the man. Right, and the woman has to message the man because, as as the guy on the on the first end of this, you don't have the ability to message him back. Right, so you have to wait for them to message you because they want women to have the control over you know not being harassed by men once they make this match. That's fine. Problem is, most women don't want to do this. Like there are specifically things that are written in their profiles that say, "I will not message you first. You have to message me." It's like. You don't know how the app works then, right? And so women just, I think in general, aren't used to having to do this. So it's like, I don't know. They don't want to do it. But in any case, you have to go through that process. And then the woman has to message you, right? And then that gives me the ability to message them back so that I have like the same power at 24 hours to respond. Um, And then once you do that, then you can go back and forth all you want. My question is, you go through this kind of long convoluted process to get to that point. The same thing happens to me every time. I must have... Uh, at least 10 matches in my apps right now and it's been the same thing we go through the whole process we message each other back and forth and then once it's gotten to the point where you can freely message they stop messaging so i'm going to pause there because big surprise eeyore they they stop messaging Mm -hmm. so this is the first part of the complaint and somebody (laughs) wrote a comment and said to him you know you need to lead more and that's and that's what the problem is and so um he and so he created a TikTok to let the woman know like what he's dealing with. And it's a bunch of profiles from women that either have their Instagram in their bio or they don't say a lot. 
or they don't say anything. Mm -hmm. And so I responded, I wrote a comment. I said, because he puts on the, he, a caption he wrote is they're mostly like this. And I wrote a comment. I said, LOL, no, they're not. And right. Okay. Because they're not. Mm-hmm. And he created, he replied to my video. Okay. I have to say, I don't super appreciate comments like this. Um, it's just like kind of insinuating that I'm being disingenuous somehow to what benefit. I'm not sure, but, uh, just to kind of play this out, I've opened up my Mumble app. I go through it pretty frequently, so I have very limited matches, right? I will go through it until I have no more, and then wait for it to repopulate. So at any given time, I have maybe about 10 matches or so. So he shows a bunch of matches in his search stack. And, of course, he cherry-picks, okay. and he admits that he cherry-picks. Okay. The ones that don't really fill out their profile, or don't really say anything substantive, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So I respond to him and I said, listen, if this is what you're seeing, you know, these algorithms, they pay attention to our behavior uh-huh. and they base, like they, they put together a type for you based on your activity. Mm-hmm. And I said, so if you keep interacting with profiles that don't have a bio, or that don't have a lot filled out, or uh, uh, where the pictures are similar, uh, or there's just similar traits, that's going to inform your experience. You're seeing people more like this because that's what you're interacting with. Right. Right. So let's listen to what this fucking human Eeyore had to say. So he stitches my a part of my response to him. Now I want you to listen to what I said. So this is your whole thing. Like you find random men on the internet and then like insult them and then ask them to come back to your dating advice business or whatever. This is the absolute worst business model I've ever heard of in my life. This is like walking around smacking people in the face with sandwiches and then asking them to buy your sandwich. What? And the other thing is you need to look up I'm sorry. <laughs> Dunning Kruger is a real go-to for men. It it's sure a is. go-to. It really sure is. And I'll explain why I'm, why I'm yeah. laughing in a second. Uh, because your confidence level is absolutely through the roof. Um, and you have no idea what you're talking about. You couldn't be further from the truth. Uh, these algorithms, you, your logic is completely flawed. Um, as somebody who was in computational physics for years and years, and who dealt directly with algorithms, especially evolutionary algorithms, which a lot of the things that you're talking about are based on, I'm very familiar with them. Oh, really? Because it it doesn't sound like you are, sir. Now, this is a creator on TikTok. His username is Chalupa Batman GG. We've mentioned him before. He is the CEO of a dating app, and he knows how algorithms. He knows what's behind algorithms for most dating apps. Metrics and shows you more videos like mine. Some dating apps use likes as a success metric, so they want to show you profiles that you will like. 
which seems like the obvious choice, but just because I like somebody doesn't mean that they're going to like me back and that we're mutually compatible. So other dating apps will use matches as a success metric. They want to show you people that you have the highest chance to match with. But I'm sure all of you guys have dating apps where you have like 100 matches, but nobody ever talks. So what's the point? Some dating apps try to optimize for how many messages get sent back and forth. Other dating apps even try to optimize for how many times a phone number is exchanged. Depending on what the dating app optimizes for, your experience is going to be completely different. So let me know what you think the dating app should optimize for. Dating app out okay. So um, too long didn't read. I'm right. He's wrong. Uh, I mean, basically. there's there's a lot to unpack here. There's there? there's a lot to unpack here because yeah, I want to complain about him for a minute, but there's there's more to this that I think is actually very fascinating and mm -hmm. can really explain why people have the experiences that they're having. Yeah. So, um, so he's he's just wrong. He's he's just wrong. Uh -huh. But confidently. Um, but confidently wrong. Oh, yeah. And and so when he said, you know, you need to look into the Dunning-Kruger effect. Now, <laughs> I've mentioned before on this podcast that I went out with somebody who on the first date asked if I had Googled him. And I was like, nah. And then <laughs> I found out later on who this person was. <laughs> the person was Justin Kruger of <laughs> Dunning-Kruger. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and he used to like read all my writing. He used to like help me with, and I'm sounding one of those pick me's, but he would go through stuff that I would write and, and give like a sociological perspective and sort of mm -hmm. explain certain things to me. So, uh, I thought it was funny that he would say, uh, you need to look into that because the last person to say that to me <laughs> was Gareth. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, uh. He's also I tell wrong you, about a lot of things. He's also wrong about a lot of When I tell you I sent Justin a ton, not a ton, but a few of Gareth's emails, mm -hmm. and he was just like, this dude's fucking insufferable. Mm -hmm. I believe I said the same thing. <laughs> I think we all did. But in any case, right? So this guy, even when I posted articles and I tagged him in this Chalupa Batman GG's content, he still wouldn't admit he was wrong. Yeah. He still wouldn't admit no, no, no. And then he said, you know, he extrapolated from what I said that it, it eliminates people. It eliminates certain people that you, you'll never end up seeing on the app, uh -huh. which is not what I said. No. I said, it'll keep showing you more people who exhibit the behavior of the people you're matching with. Yep. And now dating apps do this. Because they want you to get matches. Because they want you to stay on the app. They are a business. Right. But I mean, the problem yeah, what's, what's important about, I mean, any dating app algorithm is just that you use the app, right? Like, it, the more data it can collect on you, the more matches it can show you. Right. And, yeah, the, the app just rewards use, right? Like, whether you're swiping left or right or, you know, mm -hmm. whatever app you're using, right? Whether you're mm -hmm. messaging or not, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Just met, like, time spent on the app is helping the app collect data on you. Right. And it is very similar to TikTok in that, you know, you and I, if if I interact with something, it shows up in your feed. But so, like, yeah, very often it does. Mm -hmm. Right? Yep. And the same thing, like, you'll send me TikToks. I'm like, I literally just saw this five minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> so, if, you know, these kinds of algorithms, they pay attention to everything that you're doing, and they they create a type for you. 
Mm-hmm. And what this Chalupa Batman GG was saying was these algorithms, everybody's profile like has these hashtags, not actual hashtags that we add, but um, hashtags that the program adds. Mm-hmm. And so it can be, you know, feminist, uh, vegetarian, tall, um, spiritual, whatever. It picks yeah. up all these words from your profile and it, um, it, it, it's what helps people try and get more targeted matches. Like it reads the profile, reads all the hashtags, and they're like, okay, now we have an idea of who to put this person in front of. Right. Well, and Bumble, so, which was the one he was complaining about, right? Mm-hmm. Bumble in particular prioritizes showing you people who are active within the last 30 days. Right. So if if these ladies, ladies, <laughs> if these ladies are not responding <laughs> to your message, maybe they're just not that into you, my guy. Yeah. We'll get to his fucking problem in a second. But the thing that occurred to me last night as I was watching this guy, the, the Chilipa Batman GG's uh, TikToks was, what if, you know, what if the algorithm notices that, let's say you unmatch people after the first couple messages, yeah. or somebody unmatches you after the first couple messages, or you match and then you send the message and then they unmatch you. What if you block a lot of people? Mm-hmm. Does the algorithm then see that behavior and say, oops, here's somebody that's also been blocked. Here's somebody that Hmm. also unmatches after the first message is sent. Because remember, the algorithm doesn't have feelings. It doesn't know like, oh, this is the wrong match for her. All the algorithm knows is this profile has criteria that matches other profiles she matches. She's matched with. Yeah. Hmm. Right. Like it doesn't have the ability to reason. Right. Because if you listened and I do, if you listen to the stories on uh, TikTok from people, Mm -hmm. all their bad dates (laughs) or there's this one guy and it's he so far he's been like stood up four different times. He's been catfished like three times. I'm like, there's something to this for sure. Yeah. There's something to this. Yep. (laughs) And so my guess is these algorithms are putting these people in front of you. Like if you start interacting with people who are problematic, mm-hmm. that's who the algorithm is going to start putting in front of you. Oh, interesting. Okay. So like, right? so like Facebook, right. <laughs> you know, the Facebook algorithm rewards uh, negative behavior. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Because it, again, it, it can only reward an engagement, right? Right. It and this is Right. And this is why, let's say a guy says something obnoxious to you. This mm-hmm. is why you're actually screwing yourself when you have this banter mm. back and forth with him. Oh, this because is, the yeah. right? Right? This is oh, this is essential information. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, guys, this is the holy grail. This oh, is the, the, did the, it. the <laughs> right broken. <laughs> This, I I truly believe this is why people keep having the same experience over and over and over again, because you're engaging in behavior that ultimately uh, um, is is getting the algorithm to, um, you're engaging in behavior that the algorithm reads as positive, 
or like, well, oh, they match with yeah. these people. Oh, they exchange a lot of messages. They don't know what you're saying in the message. They don't hear tone. They don't, they don't know. The it's algorithm just, just perpetuating. Yeah. It's self perpetuating. And blindly the, so. <laughs> absolutely. And the oh, algorithm just key. sees, mm. right? Mm. The algor- algorithm just sees all the messages back and forth. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So the algorithm's like, you love this Republican dude you- holding a fish. <laughs> When right. In, in reality, you've just been arguing with them for ten days. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh shit! We did it. We did it. <laughs> we cracked the code. Right. So this is why, like, if you keep matching with people that are catfishing you, that are canceling at the last minute before the day, these algorithms—they all see it. Yeah. They see everything. Now, this is, this is an interesting hypothesis, and it mm-hmm. it would be. Difficult to prove because some of the apps are more secretive than others in terms of mm-hmm. how their algorithm works. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did dig up a little bit of research on how many of them work, and I'm I'm going to forward that link to you, Kristen, and I'm assuming you'll share it in the show notes. Okay. Um, but you know what is easier to prove, or maybe maybe rather disprove, mm-hmm. is fit physicists' assertion <laughs> that by the time women narrow down who they're looking for uh well actually doesn't he say like both both the parties on the app are are being like super specific about what they're looking for and that's why there's just not enough people in the pool doesn't he claim that he did that i think yeah i yes he's yes exactly and he's saying he's saying that um what i said was uh, he's not going to end up seeing all his matches. Right. Well, that's not what I'm saying, but I am saying it's probably going to take you a really long time to get to the ones you act like that you actually want to date because your feed is getting flooded and you're getting blocked by, by people you don't want. Mm-hmm. And so every day that goes by, like, who knows? Someone's going to leave the app. Someone's going to shut it yeah. down. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. it's kind of like this constant stream of well, that's what disappointment. I yeah, like it should. Like certainly, if you're on there long enough, you're going to see some repeats, right? Um, yes. But you know what's what what stood out to me about that moment in his <laughs> video is it just it struck me as disingenuous that that he's asserting that he's being as discerning as he is, right? Like. Once again, I I have no data for this. I I merely suspect that when men get on a dating app, mm-hmm. their primary criteria is, do I want to fuck her or not? <laughs> In terms of like swiping right or left, right? Right. Like right. that that guides it all. Yep. Okay. And like, mm-hmm. how much do I want to fuck her? Also, I think determines how much effort they put into the conversation. But right. like, it it really and truly is only that. And so would it surprise you, Kristen, that I found <laughs> I was telling- that I, if I were to tell you that I found some data to prove that women are more likely than men to categorize certain information as essential in terms of what they see in other people's profiles? It would not surprise me. And you know why it wouldn't surprise me, Sarah? Because women have to vet and be more discerning or else we get murdered. Well, yeah, and that's why I just, I don't even believe that he's doing this. Like, he's only going through, like, and deciding fuckable or not. Like, that's it. Right. And what I said to him was, so you're showing me all these matches. And I said, 
you know, and I think I misinterpreted when he said match, I thought he meant like a match he got on the app rather than, oh, he did a search and these are the people that came up. The potential match. So yeah, like it's not a match until it's a match, right? Right. But I, mean, I think right? he I think he uses the word differently, which which is fine because it doesn't really it doesn't really change sure. wh- what I'm gonna say. It's just a little presumptuous. <laughs> right. Like, okay, here's five or six. Dude, you're you're seeing this because you're engaging with these profiles. Right. Exactly. And I and I said, you know, and I I said that tells me one thing. Like I said, you can't swipe right on somebody that doesn't have a bio and then hold that against them. Right. So, um, you know, and I think I might have misinterpreted how he used the word match. However, right. however, you're still interacting with these profiles. Mm-hmm. Right. Like if, if this is what keeps coming up in your searches, your activity is informing what comes up in your searches. Well, and truly, even just like lingering a little bit on someone's picture counts as interaction. Right. Exactly. You don't have exactly. to do anything. If you stare longingly at an Instagram model. <laughs> right. Before right. deciding whether or not it's worth it to shoot your shot. Right. These these algorithms, they they the metrics they use, there's there's a wide variety of metrics that they use. And it can be anything, um, it can be anything. It can be length of engagement with a profile. Do you know, like if I send an email campaign, I can see, you know, even with Substack, what's the longest read time? What's the lo- mm. of course these algorithms can see that. Yeah. Yes. So you're doing something to incar- to create this search stack that you're getting yep and so he just could not admit could not (laughs) admit that he was wrong and he nor that the problem could be him (laughs) right right and i'm sorry but if this is you said it happens all the time 10 matches and nobody responds Mm, my dude yeah no and then he, he got upset because well you know I don't like uh, something about he didn't know what to say in these messages. And at one point, I guess he matched with somebody and he asked her like, Hey, do you do anything fun for work? And she said, Oh, you say in your, your profile that you're a good conversationalist and this is what you ask. (laughs) Yeah, dude, she's getting upset because there's a whole fucking section in the profile that tells you what she does. Right. Right. Like I just, and I don't believe anybody in Bumble, any woman is like, I'm not messaging first. That's not happening. Yeah. Bumble's not that for that. Right, right. Right. No one's no one's saying that. Like, I get it. You want to make all the women sound super, super demanding and whatever, just whatever. But what really irritated me was he says this and his comments fill up with (laughs) pickmies. Of course. Well, I mean, that's what this is all about, Kristen. (laughs) Right. Right. Man gets on the Internet to complain about how hard it is to find women on the Internet so that he can find women on the Internet. Right. There you and, go. All done. You did all it. All done. You're welcome. <laughs> Who did? But I can't tell you how many women said she seems bitter. She seems angry. She's so abrasive. I was surprised how many women thought he was intelligent. Because <laughs> he's he might know a little bit about evolutionary physics, but he doesn't. He's incorrect about the algorithm thing. He does well, not know what he is. No, he doesn't. About. He doesn't. Um, like we've talked before about 
in offline about how I, I feel very frustrated sometimes, like I'm swimming against the tide. I feel like I'm just not very good. I, I, I just, I, there's no place for me in this niche anymore. I don't know what I'm doing. And, and I know a lot of it has to do with my presentation. Like I, the way I talk, I'm getting, I shouldn't be getting emotional, but I told you I'm, I'm very vulnerable this next couple of weeks. Yeah. And it just fucking bothers me because here like it's my delivery they don't like my delivery and part of me mm. feels ashamed like oh am i really prickly and part of me wants to say go fuck yourself what really bothers you is that i'm not kissing your ass and holding your hand uh, but even when i am direct i do i always try to be kind you are I always, very kind yes i always try to like except to the guy guys you can go fuck yourself with your whiny bullshit but with women, Indeed. I always try to, I try to <laughs> practice more empathy. I really do far more than I ever did you do. 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And so to watch women throw me under the bus strictly to get a head pat from this fucking twat. It's upsetting, isn't it? It's upsetting. It really it's, is. It's upsetting yeah. to see how these women are like, and then one of them said, she seems really bitter, but I mean, to be fair, I didn't watch the whole thing. What? <laughs> cool <laughs> half a head pad for you right <laughs> you know and the and the thing is but there were some people and and if you're listening and maybe your followers i don't know but if you did go into the comments there and and say she was right i'm just from the bottom of my heart thank you for doing that and if there were a few people that did it and they just weren't listening no. i like i was right and he was oh, wrong. I know, but that's not what they're there for, right? They're there to <laughs> praise him and and uh, reward his thirst. That's right. That's truly all, right? I know it's, it's really easy to take this personally, um, and I I can tell because look how personally he took it. My God, I've never seen a more fragile man, right? Than this man who got on the internet and said, "I really don't appreciate any comment that disagrees with me." Oh, word! It couldn't tell. <laughs> Because you just made a three-minute video about it. About how we hurt your feelings. Also, slapping someone in the face with a sandwich is an amazing way to sell sandwiches. You get a little bit of a taste. You get a whole lot of smell. You get a full sensory experience. So try again. Oh, I love you. I also, really do. nowhere on the internet ever have you claimed... To be soliciting business or, like, trying to give dating advice to men. Like, he just centered himself and assumed right. that you were giving dating advice to men when 90% yeah. of the dating advice really comes down to, fuck that guy and fuck this guy <laughs> in particular. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I was... It, that, it bothered me enough that it really affected my mood I and, get that, you know, and I didn't, I just knew I was, that was, it was going to, it was going to skew how I reacted to things on the show and I didn't want to do that. Um, so this is a long way to say I had the sads yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Um, I really yes. do get that. I mean, it, I, I feel like we all have similar experiences online where we mm -hmm. feel despair every now and then when it just mm -hmm. becomes so clear how little facts matter to people <laughs> how little facts matter but also like how quick other women are 
to just fucking trash you because yeah. a guy said so. Yep. Yep. Even like if to, he's to, wrong. Even if he's wrong. Right. And they just, yeah. And they, I mean, like I said, I, I was surprised how many women were like fawning over the intelligence because he doesn't say all that much. Like content wise, he, he says many, many words, but like he sure doesn't prove you wrong. No, he didn't at any time. I was right. He was wrong. He he can suck it. And really doesn't say much at all other than I believe I'm right because I believe I'm just more intelligent than you. And I believe right. that by virtue of what my job is. Like, right. he's really counting on his job to do a lot of heavy lifting here, which mm-hmm. a lot, an awful lot of men in STEM do. Yep, absolutely. But the upside was it, it made me look into this a little bit more and go, wait a minute. Wait yeah. a minute. Yeah, we did get some interesting data. I mean, we, for real. This, could, <laughs> this might actually be why mm-hmm. people keep matching with the same types of people and they're having the same experience. Yeah. Because, so just give that some thought, like, with an, and, and maybe adjust your swiping strategy a little bit. Yeah. Don't engage in back and forth with people that piss you off. Seriously. Because right? we've been like, saying for like for years now mm-hmm, <laughs> to value your time, protect mm-hmm. your energy. But really, yeah, this might be steering the algorithm in ways that you aren't liking. <laughs> right. And also keep in mind, you know, what about those guys that like right away want your phone number? Mm-hmm. Like after a couple messages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They tend to end up being like needy, demanding, right? Yeah. So there's there's little bits of behavior that we exhibit on these apps that are indicative of our character, of our personality. Mm-hmm. So I would say to pay attention to things that are, that make you think, okay, ooh, like this guy's being pushy, or ooh, this guy's being rude, or, or this woman's being rude, or this woman's being pushy, right. and don't engage because you're going to be feeding the algorithm, right? And you're just going to keep encountering these people. All right. And that's why I come back to <laughs> this guy. Like, man, maybe it's just that no one's looking for you. <laughs> right? Okay, yes. l- listen to this. 72% of women uh-huh. say that it's important to them that the profiles they look at include the type of relationship the person is looking for. Right. Um, and that's compared with 53% of men. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and also that doesn't differentiate between like whether there's a, a spectrum, right? Like mm-hmm. it, it just says, is it important to you that I, they identify a relationship type? So 53% of men could not care <laughs> whether <laughs> you indicate, you know, monogamous, monogamish, <laughs> uh, swinging, whatever, right? Just as long as mm-hmm. you tell them what's up. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're just not that discerning. Um, but okay, wait a minute. Then this also, I'm sorry, continue, because you sent me something and I want to I want to kind of call back to it, but continue. So this also says women who have online dated are more likely than men to say it's very important to them that the profiles that they look through include a person's religious beliefs, mm-hmm. occupation, and height. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And there, there is, there's data that we all find important and that we all pri- prioritize. And that's why I always say, like in ab- uh, places like Tinder, where you, you don't have to identify by these, these superficial criteria, put it in your bio because you're more likely 
to get right swipes. If you can anticipate the information that these the, the, the men or women are going to want, are going to consider, mm-hmm. put it in your bio so you can avoid the tedious conversation, but it can also, it will increase your chances of getting more swipe rights because Truly. they're thinking, okay, I'm not going to get myself into an awkward situation because, you know, they put this, 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 and this, mm-hmm. you know? So, I also think this is encouraging to women, like this stat in particular, because doesn't it kind of suggest that women could like, women who are looking to date men anyway, they can they can try less hard. You know? What, <laughs> yes. Yeah, because, and this is what, oh, they don't They don't need to spend as much time as they are filling out their profile. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, they should, they should still fill it out. However, you know, I wrote an article for Medium last week about um about you know what yeah well what was it called are women's expectations too high yeah Mm -hmm. and something that i said in the something that i i brought up in this is that you know when it comes to like shooting out of your league um men really all they care about is am i attracted to her and do i it, it is she easy to get along with yeah Yep. Right? Like the criteria, there's a very short list. Yeah, it, it really whereas, is. <laughs> and we now have women, data to back it up. Right. And <laughs> and for women, there's much more. Yep. You know, what do they do for a living? Uh, let's see, what else? Like, what do they do for a living? What are their religious um, beliefs? What any? are their religious beliefs? What and the reason why, any? like, what do they do for a living? Uh, do they work at a job that should I want to stay home if I want kids and we only have one income that that's going to be enough and it's mm-hmm. not going to put pressure on our relationship. Mm-hmm. Like guys think that we're being super shallow. Cause I was talking about that female delusion calculator. Yeah. It's not about being shallow. It's about being um, practical. Right. It's about troubleshooting. Yeah. You know, we need to know, like, do they drink? Do they, those are stuff that w- like women care about. Um, I'll say this <laughs> too. Mm-hmm. If, you know, if as a man you get the sense that a woman broke up with you or refused to date you because of your job, you know what that means? That can only mean one thing, and it's that your personality didn't compensate for your job. Right. She didn't get the sense from you that you would be a good partner. Mm-hmm. That's it. And on top of that, mm-hmm. <laughs> she had receipts to suggest that you couldn't pay anyone to fill in the gaps that you would create right that's it that's it <laughs> but what i want to also bring up is you brought something to my attention this week and it was a tweet from a woman who said how come <laughs> so many of the things that that i'm looking for in men like liberal and feminist and da, 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 mm-hmm. also happen to correlate with ethical non-monogamy isn't that fascinating <laughs> right but this is what i mean like there are certain criteria so if you keep getting why do i keep seeing people who are into ethical ethical non-monogamy in my yeah. feed this could be why this is what we're talking about yeah that there's just certain criteria that is common among people who are into certain things I mean, truly, this this is how, yeah. I mean, this this is how Facebook fucked up the election. Like it just it just knew who was vulnerable to propaganda, right? And it knew right. that based on all kinds of wild shit. Like, do you like ranch dressing? <laughs> As an example, I'm not okay, saying it's like, that simple. <laughs> exactly, a combination well, of wild shit. Have you ever right. shopped at Home Goods? 
Right. Like What's do you chew tobacco? Mode, right. Do you know what I mean? Little things like that yep. can can inform an algorithm it does. and decide who's going to get in front of you. It absolutely does. Yep. All right. So we've beaten that sufficiently. And that's death. how an algorithm actually works. <laughs> the more you know, ladies and gentlemen, the more the more you know. Okay, Sarah. Now, I don't want that. We've been we're kind of on a roll with uh, our new segment, uh, Things Guys Say in My Comments. <laughs> uh, so um, speaking of the Our Women's Expectations Too High article, okay. let's, uh, let's take a look. Let's peruse uh, some of the comments on this article. So here is one, here's a comment that they highlighted this section of the article. And, and I said, what they don't consider and do not reference when complaining is that women don't just want someone financially independent, but someone who makes as much as or more than they do. And we were talking about how one of the criteria for that female delusion calculator was the guy assumed women want people, mm. men who make over a hundred thousand when really we just want somebody who makes as much as, if not more than us, so that we're not going to be with someone who's going to get all pissy because we make more than them. Yeah. I mean, that also was such a strange thing for him to get hung up on. Right. He kept saying six figures, like there's no difference between a hundred thousand and 400,000. So pretty different. Right. <laughs> Right, exactly. Um, or 95000 and 100000 mm -hmm. But hold on. So here's what this guy said. Here are the simple facts. If you take two attributes and you want to know how many people have them both, you have to multiply the ratio, their ratio representation, representations together. And he said, maybe this is easier if we turn things around. Let's say the nerdiest guy from your high school declares he only wants to date a blonde, blue-eyed young woman with a terrific figure, a beautiful face, clear skin, and a sweet personality. She would be one of the most desirable and popular young women in an entire high school of 4,000 students. What does the nerd have that makes him think he is competitive? He would be mercilessly mocked. Would he? Uh, yeah. Why would he? Why would he? <laughs> why would he? We like nerds. Um, Welcome to 2022, my guy. Right. Uh, does he treat her well? Better right. than the, the, the jock? Yeah, who's is he an arrogant dick? Is he funny? Um, is he smart? Right. Does he like explain things to her in a way that doesn't make her feel like a fucking idiot? Yeah. Is he clean? Right. <laughs> so you're, basic you're, level <laughs> right. You're making an assumption based on what you think women like, just like, and women yeah. do this too. But this is why when men say women want this and women want th that, and they're all shallow. No, that, that you don't understand why this criteria is important to us. Right. Like you don't, you don't get it. And I mean, all, once again, men have just pulled off the greatest con of all time, right? In in painting women as shallow, when we just spent mm -hmm. like twenty minutes discussing how, literally on a dating app, it just comes down to, do I want to fuck that or not? Right. That's right. it. That two dimensional image. Do I want right. to fuck that or not? That's all they take into consideration when they're reading profiles, if they read them at all. Yeah. Right? right. That's why they ask stupid questions. Like, do you exactly. do anything fun at your job? Exactly. Uh, okay. So another, there's another article and it's, go, it, it, it's, I wrote it in response to a letter. So why don't we move on from this? Uh, is there anything else that I want to, any other comment that I, that I want to yeah. read? So this is from the article I wrote uh, about how dating apps are dangerous for plus size women. Okay. And, and this man highlighted this section of my essay. 
men fear being misled about a woman's looks. Women fear getting assaulted. Mm -hmm. And this guy says, specifically from dating apps, what is the percentage of women getting assaulted versus men being misled of women's looks? I can bet my money that the latter occurs more frequently. The former does occur. The fears are warranted. But I don't know why this comparison is being made. Is it to diminish men's choices and ridicule them? Sir? Kind of, because there's literally no consequence to that. Right. There's no comparison. Right? There's no comparison. Yes. Yes, I'm going to just diminish (laughs) men's pain. If we're contrasting the pain of being catfished with the pain of being assaulted, get the fuck out of here. (laughs) Yes, I'll diminish you all day long. Exactly. Not to diminish you. <laughs> and then the same guy says, "I am amazed at the level of gaslighting this article assumes of men's intentions." Oh, well, if you haven't feel- met me, so <laughs> if men feel they are taken advantage, maybe it's true. We need to hear their story. Probably being plus size was not revealed or known to them, or perhaps the full body photos were taken at a time when the women were slim. They may have put on weight later. Listen, why do men? feel victimized that's it it. why do men well truly but why do men feel victimized by women's bodies existing right if they happen to not want to fuck them right that's That's it it. no further questions (laughs) more more of a more of a statement than a question yes i will continue to diminish this because it's fucking ridiculous it is. It absolutely is. Like, how dare you try and diminish the the pain we feel when a woman shows up and she's overweight? I mean, the audacity of women to exist. Right. right. And also, you're not taking into consideration the legions of men who accuse women of catfishing, who did not catfish. The man's just a dick and wanted to hurt her yep. and was was like lashing out at her mm-hmm. because the women he wants don't want him. Right. Anyhow, I'm going to diminish that. Look out, man. <laughs> Guard, Guard your little feet. You. <laughs> Guard your little feet. Honestly, this is like the it's the week of fragile men, right? Yes. Huh. Uh, now that's okay. what I call male fragility, volume 2022. <laughs> All right. Sarah, yeah. I, uh, the letter I just the letter I just brought up. Will you uh, you spin that wheel and read it? Okay. If I can find it. Okay. Okay. Um. Do you mean the one about predators? Yes. Okay. Can we discuss more methods that predators use to hook women? And here we have a trigger warning. There you mm-hmm. go. So trigger warning, coercion. Uh, so skip ahead ten seconds or so. If you want. Um, recently, my coworker coerced me into having a sexual encounter with him and was sending me inappropriate texts, requesting favors, and threatening to take me off of a project at work. HR barely investigated this and won't update me, but he resigned of his own accord. How do you suggest I deal with this? And how can we help other women going through similar situations in their personal and professional lives? So, <clears throat> like, there's really no, there's no real answer here because the sad reality is. Uh, there's always going to be a man who acts like this and there's always going to be a system that protects him. 
I think it's interesting that he resigned. Well, I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure they, well, I'm sure they gave him the ultimatum. They're just not telling her that. Um, that in itself is pretty huge, though, because mm-hmm. really HR, I mean, you know, they're not your friend. They're not. <laughs> they're going to protect the company, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. their primary interest in, is in just like getting these things buried, right? So mm-hmm. if they, um, you know, if they persuaded him to resign um, mm-hmm. that is interesting <laughs> mm-hmm. it does imply that they were going to do something mm-hmm. which is incredible for HR okay I didn't see I didn't consider that um, so I mean because consider that if he resigns he can't collect unemployment mm-hmm. oh, right, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, they really, like, you really brought them something good, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. Um, and it actually sounds like, you know, as HR departments go, like, they're, they're probably pretty good. Um, at, or at least as good as they can be. Cause like I said, they're, mm-hmm. you know, they are there to protect the company, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So how, so in terms of how you deal with this, I mean, I, as much as you can, I think, just try to move on and be glad he's gone. Right. The thing that I want to bring up, and this is really the only bit of advice that I can give, and I, I mentioned this in the article, and it's a free article, so anybody can read it. Um, it's linked in all my bios on my social. Um, is that one thing that leads us to be confronted with people like this, with men like this, is we give people second chances. We um, uh, we believe when we tell somebody a story of, well, and then he did this, and someone's like, oh, I really think you're overreacting. And we think, oh, yeah, you're right, we are. That is, I think, if there's any advice I can give you is uh, don't give anybody a second chance. If you think they're being inappropriate, whether they are or are not, doesn't matter. It's making you uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And that's when you can, if you can and you feel safe, remove yourself from that situation. If you're like on a team with this person, uh, then you can, you know, either go to them and say, you said something, it made me uncomfortable. I want to, re- I want to work on this team, but I don't want to work in this environment. Or you can just say, fuck it and go to HR and say, this is the story and, and document it. Yeah. Well, yeah. But, keep those screen caps, everyone. Right. But ultimately i think a big reason why we find ourselves in these situations is it because we're always being told we're being too sensitive we're being paranoid we're being this and that we're being encouraged to give men a break give men right. a second chance no we're not no if you think they're being inappropriate they're being inappropriate and allow yourself to say no this is this is a, a no right i'm not i'm not giving this a second chance well, I'm I'm wondering if what complicates this maybe is that um, it seems like it could have started out as a like a work relationship. Mm-hmm. That does complicate things because people mm-hmm. do date coworkers. I mm-hmm. I really wouldn't advise it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's truly the best advice I could give you is is like just don't date your coworkers. Like you could date someone within the organization if it's a, if it's large enough right but i certainly wouldn't date a co-worker well i guess mm-hmm. i could put it that way 
Mm-hmm. And obviously you can't predict like all movements. So like if you're dating somebody and you switch departments, you didn't know, like that's an exception. Right. But like mm-hmm. overall, try not to date your coworkers. Right. I think is mm-hmm. really the best. So to me, this kind of sounds like it, it started out as like a flirty sort of mutual interest mm-hmm. and that she kind of wanted that to be all. And I'm, I'm guessing that's why she says it was um, some coercion was involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. But I don't know. I mean, you know, you can, you can clarify or not, but I, I do right. think that matters because, you know, we're, we're talking about like predatory behavior and mm-hmm. it does like, regardless, this, this is it. This person is a predator, but I think it's a little more insidious if someone took advantage of your genuine interest and tried to mm-hmm. blackmail you. Mm-hmm. Then if somebody, that's another, yeah, yeah. Then if somebody's just a creep, like we're used, we're used to creeps. Mm-hmm. They're very simple mm-hmm. <laughs> to deal with. It's like a mm-hmm. whole different game if someone was like um, motivated about it. I guess. <laughs> so let's take a departure from the professional scenario and focus yeah. on dating. Yeah, because this all was this all was inspired by a uh, a TikTok I did. Uh, from a woman who said that the guy set up the first date right near a place, a place right near his apartment. Oh, well, isn't that convenient for him and him alone? Isn't that convenient for him? <laughs> but also, we need to start seeing what that that for what it is too, which is predatory. Uh huh. It's predatory. Well, it's two things. It's predatory and it's lazy. Right. It's kind of like a predator who expects to lay down and like food's gonna fall into his mouth. Right. Exactly. Uh. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's he's trying to get you back to his apartment, clearly, but also he doesn't want to go that far, which is lazy. right, exactly. <laughs> and I'm gonna I'm gonna play the TikTok that inspired this. Now, this is a creator called the Lex is the Lexi Stout. One time, I went on a date with this guy, and he wanted to meet somewhere close to his apartment, which I already thought was a red flag, but I went anyway because. I'm an idiot. And I got there and he told me he was running like five or ten minutes late. And I was like, that's fine. I'll just sit at the bar. I ended up picking a table next to the bar. It's when COVID was still pretty heavy. So you couldn't sit at the bar, but they would put like a spot in between the bar and you're, you could sit down. So I sat down with my back towards the wall so I could see when he entered the bar. And I also prefer that side because I heard that sitting that way because i don't like to sit with my back towards the entrance i i don't know it's it's a weird thing or just my back towards anyone so he comes in like 10 minutes late meanwhile he literally lives around the corner like a block away he comes in and he immediately i say hello i hug him whatever he goes do you mind if i sit there and i said no that's fine but in my mind i was like i already hate this guy so we're sitting there and we're on the date and i usually put my phone away in my bag, but I was on my phone while I was waiting for him. So when he got there, I put it face down, like on the bar next to the table. So it wasn't even around around me. Um, one of the first things out of his mouth was, I really don't think your phone should be on the table. And I literally looked at him and I was like, you're really dictating everything, aren't you tonight? Whatever. Um, we have a drink or two. And then he's like, do you want to go back to my apartment? And he told me that he lives in his parents old apartment so it's like a pre-war rent controlled apartment and i'm obsessed with seeing like what those look like so 
And I kind of already felt like I knew what this was. They were going to hang out like one time and that was it. I get to this apartment and I was like, it's probably going to be like really nice and like redone because it's old. No, it was crusty. And he shows me his bedroom. His bedroom is on the floor. His, his bed, his, his physical mattress is on the floor. There's no bed at all. And I was like, this is worse than not having a fucking headboard. But my drunk ass uh, still had sex with him. And then at the end, he looks at me and says, you know, you'd be a lot prettier if you were skinnier. First, let's just... Li- There's a whole lot to unpack. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I I need to understand, like, wh- I need to understand something. Why, in the year of our Lord, 2022, Sarah, <clears throat> almost 2023, what pleasure do you get from having sex with someone that you don't like? So, this to me is pretty clear cut, and it's... I think just loneliness. Mm-hmm. It's just loneliness, you know, because this, this person knew the score the whole time. Mm-hmm. Even kind of says as much when they say like, because I'm stupid, right? Mm-hmm. Like that indicates to me, you knew how this was going to go, which is to say not well, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you chose to have sex anyway, mm-hmm. which I get because everybody gets lonely. Uh, yeah i i mean i i guess i i, I guess like the, uh, i don't know man. i think it's I, real hard to admit to loneliness and yes, that's we've talked that's about the that part before. i wish we could normalize mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that you just wanted human touch yeah you know i i do i get that and i i, I agree I, I wish we could just admit that instead of saying oh i've always been fascinated with pre-war apartments oh if only there was mm-hmm. an internet database that you could look up and look for photos of a, of a pre-war apartment and really what what what's the fascination but in any case this is what we're talking about here is this is predatory when they when they ask you to come down near them that's predatory and they're telling you right away i'm not really into you I'm not even going to try to impress you i'm not even going to try to make a good uh, first impression i don't care if this offends you yeah it's um, this one that's for sure it. Well, the, and it. this one for sure was predatory and lazy. And lazy. This man doesn't even have a bed. <laughs> uh, that's true. That's true. And he so, was real eager to take his date back to his bedless room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just a mattress on the floor, soiled yeah. baby sheets, not a care <laughs> in the world. Yes. So we've talked, so that's just one. They invite you to a place close to their apartment. That's predatory. It's predatory if they, um, I'm just going to say this, if they ask to walk you home, and I know people are going to be like, what? Or if they ask to get in the car service with you, uh, they're trying to figure out where you live. I mean, I strongly feel (laughs) that emotional (laughs) intelligence is important Mm -hmm. and that... It shouldn't like if a man is inclined to even offer to walk you home, they should mm-hmm. at least offer something else, right? Mm-hmm. Like they should be able to catch themselves in that immediately, recognize right. why it's not acceptable, offer right. something else. Yeah, like can I walk hey, you to I... an intersection, a landmark, right. 
exactly. Your exactly. car. <laughs> you know, can I walk you halfway and then you can mm-hmm. get a cab or something, something. Yeah. Uh, but if they like are trying to get back to your apartment, it's it's creepy. It's predatory. It's not. And, and fuck the chival- chivalry thing. No, no, that's not what it is. That's not why they're doing it. No, chivalrous uh, is um, fighting that instinct and suggesting something better. Right. We've we've talked many times about the dinner at the first for the on the first date or have, come over to my place for uh, for oh. the first date. Oh, wait a minute! You know what we didn't touch on. Um, it was in the thick of COVID, and she's in a uh, bar. And this took place in New York City. Like, really? I am. I am. Come on, man. Uh, okay. What's the other one? Oh, they missed their train. We've talked about that. No, they didn't. Oh, <laughs> they yeah, I did not. <laughs> like I said, um, when this came up in a letter. That anyone who genuinely missed their train mm-hmm. and was trying to impress you would find a way home, <laughs> right? Or they'd say, "You know what? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna. Uh, I have a buddy who lives around the corner, or I'm, I'm gonna get a hotel room." Literally anything but put you out, put you on the right. spot. Anything even, but that, right? And even if she says, "You know what? You can crash on my couch." No, no it, right? Say no. Say I really appreciate that, but I'm gonna I'm gonna get I'm gonna get a hotel room, but like I wanna go out with you again or whatever. Yeah. That's what's gonna show her like, oh, he's he's respecting my boundaries, he's respecting me. Mm-hmm. You know, we really don't look you really have to start looking for signs that they're respecting you. Respecting your boundaries, respecting your personal space. That's another one I have here. You know, if you're out at a bar, you meet at a party, or you're out in the subway, are they like right in your face? Are you backed up against a wall? Are they encroaching on your personal space? That's predatory too. So I'm glad you mentioned that because I like I thought the hug was odd, but I say that as a person who um, is not a hugger. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't have the right answer either. Like, I think a handshake is pretty formal for a first date, but like, mm-hmm. I don't know. A hug is just a little presumptuous to me at the beginning. Yeah, I, I think your mile, mileage may vary on that one. I think it might depend on what what sort of uh, rapport you have before you meet. Don't hug me. You heard it here don't first. <laughs> Too no. familiar for me. It's a no. <laughs> here's the here's the comment that I I wanted to bring up, and it's in uh, that it's in response to this this post, and the guy said, "Shocking! It's from a guy." I think this is such an important reminder for women to know their boundaries, to be aware of men who simply are looking to use them. At the same time, you knew that was coming. You knew it that was coming. At the what? same time, <laughs> however, um, per my last email. Um, at the same time, I wonder about using the term predator. It seems like we are flippantly throwing that term around like others these days. No, and we're I just, no, we're not. And I just wonder if this lumps men and women who are looking for physical intimacy with men who are driving around in vans actually preying on women. I think it's adorable that this guy is conflating somebody who's looking for physical intimacy and somebody's looking for physical intimacy with uh, no regard for somebody's boundaries or for consent. I thought it was wonderful how he infantilized women and compared us to children being scooped up in a candy van. Right. (laughs) Tell me how you really feel without telling me how you really feel. Yeah. 
Um, uh, I'm just gonna say this: if your feelings were hurt, look inward. Thank you. That's all. <laughs> that's it. No that's notes. It. No notes. If your feelings are hurt, you're probably a douche. <laughs> Stop preying on women. I said what I fucking said. <laughs> Because there's only one reason you're offended by that. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh 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 All right. So Um, the the original letter, mm -hmm. um, she she does ask about personal instances, but she also talks about work. Like she says, Mm -hmm. how can we you know help other women avoid this in their personal lives and at work? I think the best thing to do at work is to be mindful and just like run interference. Mm-hmm. You know, like you you can see when it's happening. You know when other women are are uncomfortable, um, or if you're not sure, you can always ask them privately, right? And mm-hmm. and trust that they'll tell you. You know, like oh, I, I think I've got it, or you know, or like thanks for running interference. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, but just, yeah. yeah, I mean, truly just, just run interference. Because men are very distractible. You know, it's kind of like a kitten. Like, if you don't if you don't want them attacking your feet, you got to give them a better better toy to play with. Right. Just wave a string around or something, you know? Yeah. Yep, exactly. And they'll get distracted. Uh, <laughs> All right, are we thinking next? I think so. I mean, I didn't really give an example of running interference, but I think you all know what I mean. Yeah, especially at like work functions, especially yeah. with the holiday parties coming up. Oh, if yeah. Sometime, yeah. You know, like there's always that creep. And I'll never forget there was this guy every year at the Christmas party at my company and he used to get hammered and he would just flat out threaten me in front of people. Threaten you? Oh. Yeah. Awful. Yeah, awful. And no one did anything. So yeah, like let's start, let's start being more mindful and aware of how other women are feeling around men. Yeah. And you know? then run interference if you need to. And then run interference if we can. Mm-hmm. Um, Sarah, could you please spin that glorious wheel? I can and I will. <laughs> yes. Thank me. Next. <laughs> okay. I've been dating my boyfriend for three months, but have known him for about five months. And the entire time that we've been together, he has had zero reservations about asking me very personal questions. One example of this would be him asking how many people I've slept with. Two weeks ago, (laughs) I asked him what type of porn he watches. And I asked because I have a suspicion that he watches a lot of it. He answered and didn't mention feeling negatively about the question. Last night he came over and at one point I casually asked how often he watches porn. Because as I alluded to, we are having bedroom issues and I think porn is the culprit. It was a subtle illusion, but I gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he got super defensive. Imagine. <laughs> and said that what I asked was overly personal. And the last time that I asked him along, something along similar lines, it irked him then too. I reminded him that he's asked me plenty of personal questions before, such as the amount of sexual partners I've had. And his response that he was that he asked me that question for, quote unquote, safety reason right and if that wasn't the most ridiculous excuse i've ever heard you'll be thrilled to learn he is a literal medical doctor (laughs) (laughs) he really tried it huh he really did god bless his heart (laughs) oh 
I've never once pried for information from him, and it seems like there's a double standard in our relationship when it comes to this stuff. He can ask whatever and say whatever to me, but I can't do the same. Any input on how to go about handling this situation? What are your Break up with them. That's 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 my answer. Break up with them. And uh, uh, as we've said before, men who ask that question and women who ask the question of how many sexual partners break up with them because they're not asking for health reasons. They're asking because it's it's a backdoor to another conversation. That's well, it. It's, no fucking notes. It's not not necessarily another conversation, but it's I think they're yeah, they're using it to form an opinion. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. It's it's I think it's used to open up another conversation. That's my personal opinion. But um yeah, the minute you try to uh have a conversation, like of course, this is going to be a sensitive topic. Of course he's going to shut down, right? Like of of course cuz he know he knew where you were going with the question. It wasn't subtle. He knew where you were going. So of course he's going to shut down. Um, but that doesn't mean you were wrong for asking or that that was the wrong approach. It wasn't. He's being a dick. He's yeah. trying to knock you down a peg and make you feel defensive and make you um, feel guilty for wanting to have an adult conversation. He's a big fucking crybaby. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Right? <laughs> yeah, he's, he's pretty sensitive. <laughs> He's very sensitive. Um, I was all, um, I was also going to say dump him only because if the sex is bad at three months in, my friend. My friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it not going to get better. better. No, it this is not. This is when it's supposed to be great. <laughs> right, right. If it's not good now, it's not going to be. Not um, that it he, can't he, always be great, but I mean, this is when it's like great and exciting. You know? Yeah, like, you should like yeah. everything he's doing at this right. point. Yeah. So, uh, but you don't, because it sounds like he's not doing much, right. <laughs> except with himself. <laughs> and if that's his preference, he can have at it. Yep. Uh, so, are we thanking you next? Well, we're not. I mean, we're not saying fuck that guy because we've already tried that. But right, <laughs> we could we could say this guy can go fuck himself. This guy can go fuck himself, and he, it's not going to get better. Like this is no. it's already starting. Like this is you don't I don't like you shouldn't. He's not talking to you with respect. He's not talking to you with respect. Yeah, this is the part I wish we had more information about because mm-hmm. he knew instantly <laughs> that the safety reasons excuse was bullshit. So, right. like, how did the rest of that conversation unfold? Mm-hmm. Is, is what I would like to know. How did he weasel his way out of that conversation without exposing himself for <laughs> the hypocrite that he is? Like, mm-hmm. did you just let him off the hook because it? it's embarrassing i mean that's fine that's kind of you mm-hmm. but like yeah no I more showing <laughs> no more showing men grace i'm over it i'm over it nope yeah well i mean i think in this in this instance you know again like you don't have to be mean but i i do think you have to have dignity yes and you have to be having good sex in three months. Right. In. You don't have to right. This. And if you continue, if you continue to tolerate this, it's just going to get worse. Yeah. Well, so let me ask you this, because we're we're saying dump him, but maybe there's a third option we're unaware of. Are you interested in ethical non-monogamy? <laughs> because, uh, yeah, you could you could you could maybe explore that, right? If he mm-hmm. wants to stay together but only have sex with himself, that could be right. an option for him. Right. If it's an option for you. Yep. It just depends, you know, like, is monogamy important to you and is sex important to you? 
sounds sounds like the latter is at least so Mm -hmm. you know he has a couple of options like he could either improve or you could have sex with someone other than him that's it that's (laughs) it no notes uh okay thanking you next and sarah um a few weeks ago we introduced uh, a man that uh we thought was well we just we said he he was our new favorite Um, yeah yeah, he he has. Wasn't he some, the czar of something? The czar of dating, I believe. Um, he he's got a new TikTok. Believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, may I introduce to you again, back from his what is it called? His, what are they? What is sabbatical? <laughs> the 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 vacancy? What are they called? Re, what are those shows called in Vegas? Oh, I don't know. I'm sorry. Uh, I don't know. He's. I don't know. We're welcoming him back, though. <laughs> welcoming him back, though. Uh, the czar of dating. And the title of this TikTok is How to Get Her to Chase You. Ooh. A little secret on how to have a woman chasing you after you sleep with her the first night or the first time. The worst thing you can do as a man is reach out to her after she sleeps with you. That is the worst thing you can do. Now you're giving your power right back to the woman. Because when she gives it up to you, you have all the power at that point. Why would you give it away? Now, what I usually do is I'll have the woman chasing me after they sleep with me. Whether it's the first night or the first couple of dates, I don't chase them. My job is done. But this will also separate the women that just wanted a one-night stand with me from the women that actually enjoyed my company, they want to see me again. Maybe they're thinking about being with me. That separates those types of women. The women that only wanted a one-night stand, they will never reach out to you. That's it. Good fucking riddance. That's all they wanted. I'm not against that. Listen, I'm cool with that. But what I'm saying is have the women that want to be in your life, have them chase you. What most beta males will do is they will text the girl good morning the next day. They'll send her 50 texts. They'll let her know how much of an amazing time they had. I can't wait to do this again. When am I going to see you? Oh, my God, I'm obsessed with you now. I want to marry you. How many kids are we having? I want to have three. Bullshit like that. You guys will scare her right away. Okay, that is beta behavior. You have to remain that alpha male that women chase. But when she does reach out to you, do not be a dick. Don't ghost her, fellas, okay? If she went out of her way to reach out to you and she wants to see you again, set up a second date with her. The women that just wanted the one-night stand, I'm not hitting them up ever again, okay? Because I understand that certain women, they just want to have fun. That's all they want, and that's okay. I'm not judging. But the good quality women that want to be in your life, they will reach out to you again because they feel bad. They don't want to just sleep with the guy and then never see him again. It doesn't sit well with them when they have a one-night stand, right? The women that do enjoy having that one-night stand, they won't reach out to you, okay? They're used to doing that. Why would you want to be with that woman? Why are you chasing her? That makes no sense. So let the girl reach out to you, okay? After they leave my place or after the date's over, I'll always be cocky and funny. I'll tell them, hey, listen, text me nudes when you get home so I know you made it home safely, right? It's different. It's original. She laughs at that. And sometimes they will send you nudes, fellas, okay? Even though you were joking. You really didn't care. You didn't want them, right? But that separates you from being that typical beta male. Oh, text me when you get home safely, babe. 
let me know, okay? I'm going to stay up until I get that text from you. Remember, do that, fellas, and you are on your way, okay? She will become obsessed with you. <laughs> I'll be damned if he didn't do it again. He, he delivered. He did it Sorry, dating. Always delivers. He did it again. He yeah. said a lot of stuff that was wrong, but he... <laughs> said it with conviction with his whole chest well he did but like he kept going and the only way out is through you know and he committed he went through and he looped all the way back around to correct i loved what he said listen like i don't judge but you know the high quality women oh yeah they'll feel really- bad <laughs> they'll, feel- <laughs> they'll feel bad if they have one night stand i mean okay look it's not a flawless argument uh it's it's not flawlessly constructed the <laughs> logic is a little faulty um mm-hmm. he's discounting one real possibility which is that um the sex was not good and the women are delighted not to hear from you again mm-hmm. uh which i don't know I, I don't know about the czar's bedroom game but <laughs> if it's anything like his tiktok game he did it again <laughs> oh god <laughs> So let's. Can we agree that this is terrible advice? I think it's uh, now. I like. I wouldn't. I wouldn't get into the language of beta and alpha. I think that's mm-hmm. utter nonsense. Mm-hmm. But I do think he's making some points when he talks about like how to scare a woman off. You can certainly lay it on too thick, right? I even kind of like his uh, text me nudes when you get home thing. Oh my! What like is it. wrong, Sarah? What is wrong with you? Because it's it's do you creative. do you want to be the Mrs. Creative. You want to be the Mrs. Sar of dating? Is that it? Maybe I do. I don't know. He's making some points. <laughs> I don't think I'm a stan or anything. But like, mm-hmm. there's enough here that's correct that I'm I'm kind of amazed. You know, he did it again. Okay, this advice to me sounds like. Hey guys, here's how you can exploit a woman's vulnerability and yes. make her feel like shit. Yes. And and get her to chase you. Yeah, it which is, is that. It's which is no different than when women try to get men to chase them. Like you're just all you're doing is feeding into their insecurity. And then when they get you, they don't want you because they they weren't pursuing you for you. They were pursuing you because they needed the validation. Someone has to give in, though, <laughs> to mm-hmm. this game of chicken that occurs right. after the first time you have sex. Right. I believe, ideally, it's the man. Mm-hmm. But that also, in doing so, he doesn't love bomb. Right. You know, like, he shouldn't be all in. He shouldn't be talking about naming children or... I, I don't think every night. Nobody does that. Nobody does that. These people are all it's all hyperbolic. Okay. Don't you think? I mean, I hope I mean I don't I don't know. I hope you're right. <laughs> yeah, guys don't do that. But sending a text next day like, hey, I had a really great time last night. Um, let's try and make plans for the weekend. Yeah. Let's you know, yeah, yes. that's sending send that text the next day. And if this is the same thing as when women should send the thank you text. Mm-hmm. I would tell guys, I don't care if you said to her before you left, hey, I had a really great time. Nope. You have to send that text. I think so. Yeah. You have to send that text. And if you don't, like, ladies, if they don't send, I'm sorry, I just said Ladies. Ladies. (laughs) So, um, 
women, if they don't send that text within 24 hours, because let's stop pretending. They know they're supposed to send that text. They do. It's a game they of chicken. Know. If they don't either, it's a game of chicken or they're not interested. And that's that. Mm-hmm. Right? So I, I absolutely think the man needs to be sending that text the day after sex. Just like I think the women needs to be, the woman needs to be sending that text after the first date. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I agree. I think that's ideal. Um, mm-hmm. I did, like I said, I just, I appreciated <laughs> the sentiment here. He's got a balanced approach to some things. <laughs> I like his suggestion not to act like a beta male cuckold or whatever. <laughs> Simp. <laughs> yeah. And be too interested too soon. Mm-hmm. Like, AKA love bombing. That's right. not good. It's not what you want. Right. right. I mean, but as he, weird as it is, truly after the first time you have sex, you're you're still strangers. It's just you're strangers who have had sex. Right. Right. You know? In most cases. Yeah. But I do love he just went on and on and on and yeah. on until he could figure out how to bring it back. <laughs> but he did it though. But he did it. God bless him. God <laughs> bless him. Did you did it again. <laughs> Residency. That's the word. He's back yeah. from his Vegas residency. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so Czar of Dating, he did it again. Congrats, uh, my friend. Congrats, my friend. <laughs> uh, Sarah, do you have any final thoughts? Um, mm, what a week it's been. Um, it's been a week. Know, so many fragile men. Um, mm-hmm. 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 But you know who's not a fragile man? The Czar of Dating. That's right. <laughs> That's absolutely right, Sarah. Uh, okay, follow us on Instagram at DatologyPod. Follow me at Instagram. Follow me on Instagram at the Kristen M T H E C H R I S T A N M. Follow me on TikTok at Datology Coach. Submit your questions. Go to datologycoach.com. Get the Write the Best Dating Profile Ever online course. Get your profile ready. January 1st is the busiest day for activity on dating apps. So mm. get your profiles ready. Um, yeah, that's it. Thank you for uh, being patient. Uh, thank you for listening to me get all weepy, and I'm probably going to be like this for the, at least at least until the beginning of the year because that's I what think we all are, is. honestly. Yeah. All right. Thank you. We're gonna make it, y'all. We are. Value your time. Yes. Bye. Bye.